Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to my YouTube channel. My name is John Camby, and this is the best damn movie-related show on the planet Earth, The John Camby Show, coming to you from here in my new office. That's right. We are here in our brand new offices, guys. Now, uh, today's show is going to be done actually from my actual office and not from the studio uh, that is out there because the brand new studio is not ready to go yet. It's not up and running. Uh, so that'll come next week. We'll be in the new studio next week. But for now, we are in here and we're doing today's show a little bit early. And after today's show, uh, I'm hightailing it onto the road and we're driving out to Las Vegas for CinemaCon, my favorite event of the year. Guys, seriously, if you ever get a chance to go to CinemaCon, I don't know how you will. But if you do, go to CinemaCon because it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun. We're going to see so many cool things. I'm very excited about it. But you know what? We thought about skipping today. And I thought we'd just do a quick show here today anyway. And don't forget, guys, later tonight, I think at around 9.30 p.m. Los Angeles time, later tonight, we will be doing our coverage, giving you the full breakdown and report of everything that happens at the Sony presentation tonight. Tonight is the Sony presentation, and so around uh, that'll end around 8.30. Give us an hour to get back to our room, set everything up, and then we will go live to talk about our uh, our experiences at the Sony event tonight. So, hey guys, listen, today's show is going to be very irregular, very cash, just you and me in an intimate little setting, maybe a little touch here and there, you know, something that's uh, that's quietly romantic, I don't know. But it's, uh, let's see where things go, shall we? Uh, yeah, so we're getting a couple topics we're going to talk about here today. Then I will open it up for Super Chats. But we're only going to have a little bit of time for Super Chats because I'm going to have to uh, take off out of here early today. And uh, guys, good to see you all here. Rob wasn't able to make it in today. He's still dealing with some of his moving stuff. So he'll be joining us uh, in CinemaCon. So yeah, guys, it's just you and me today. Forgive the lowbrow, you know, low-key nature of today's show. But uh, let's not waste any time and get into it, shall we? And let's dive right into our main topics. And how do we select our main topics on the John Capus Show? Well, it's really rather simple. You see, you guys come up with them. See, whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on the John Campia Show. And by the way, guys, we did a little bit of a tour around the office just showing our current status of where we are in our progress setting up the office. We released that to our channel members a couple of days ago. Thank you to all you guys who are channel members. And uh, then I made it available to everybody else uh, this morning or late last night, something like that. But we gave it to our channel members a few days ago. Uh, go and take a look at that and you'll get a little bit of a peek about what that studio is kind of going to look like. It's going to look like crap. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm just warning everybody right now. I am not a professional set decorator, okay? I'm going to throw in some desks and some chairs and some cameras, all right? But it's going to be functional and it's going to be awesome, even if it doesn't look all that good. A lot like me. Anyway, guys, let's get into it here with main topic number one. And our first main topic today gets submitted to us by Nick Cage, who writes... I just saw the unbearable weight of massive talent, and I have to say I love Nick effing Cage. This was so funny and easily one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies ever. Pedro Pascal was the heart of the uh, of this movie with his amazing acting. What was your thoughts about this movie? Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And yeah, listen, I was very excited about seeing uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the new Nick Cage one. They first showed us a... Uh, preview for it at CinemaCon last year. And I honestly didn't know what to make of it. I thought, okay, this could be the most awesome thing ever or it could be the lamest thing ever. We'll have to see. The initial reviews came out and they were very, very, very positive. I think it had like a 96% at first. Now that's dropped a little bit. It's down, but still an excellent, excellent score right now, sitting at 88%. So Anne and I went to go see it last night because I've been very excited about seeing it. I would have seen it earlier, but I wanted to see The Northman first, and I love that. And then we were busy most of the weekend, you know, moving things into the new studio. But we finally got to go see it last night, and here are my thoughts. I liked it. I liked it. It's good. I I didn't think it was this amazeball movie 
that some people made it out to be, but I thought it was quite enjoyable. Would I recommend people to go to see it? Yes. Now, look, I understand that it's kind of striving to be this meta deconstruction kind of look at not only the man, the myth, the legend of Nick Cage, but the Hollywood system itself and and a lot of uh, you know fan behavior as well. I, I understood all of that. And it's definitely a great concept. Pedro Pascal is awesome in this movie, like straight up awesome in this movie. I loved him in this. And yeah, it had a lot of stuff going for it. It really, really did. My one problem, though, um, with it was it starts to forget what the movie is supposed to be like. Like I said, it starts off as this meta deconstruction thing, but as it progresses, it actually tries to become a 90s style action film. And it that part didn't really work for me. The other thing was this. While Nick Cage was brutally awesome in this, and I love so many Nick Cage movies. I love Nick Cage. Everybody forgets because he's done a lot of the, the lower brow kind of crappy stuff in the last bunch of years. Everybody forgets he's a multi-time Oscar-nominated and Oscar-winning actor. The dude's amazing. I love this guy. And he's certainly funny and all that kind of stuff. But I, I will admit, I didn't find the movie nearly as funny as some people made it out to be. Like, it definitely had a couple of very laugh-out-loud moments. But it, it, it wasn't as funny as it was cracked out to be. Now, again... I'm mentioning some of these negatives and you might think, oh, so we didn't like it. No, I like the movie. I did. It's good. I give it a thumbs up. I recommend people go see it. I think you'll have a good time. But is it going to end up being in my top 10 movies of the year? Probably not. It'll be in my top 10 right now. Like right now, I would say The Unbearable Way to Mass Talent is probably in my top 10 right now, but it's not going to end up there at the end of the day. Uh, but still, a nice, enjoyable, cool concept, lower budget to produce movie that I think most of you guys are going to have a good time watching if you haven't gone to go watch it already. And, you know, not surprisingly, it's not doing great at the box office. Nobody expected it to. But I think this is one that's worth your time. Again, just the chemistry, the on-screen chemistry between Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage alone makes this thing totally worth it. Makes it totally worth it just by itself. Just to see these two guys on screen together. They have a lot of great chemistry. They're fun. They're wonderful on there. That, to me, is the strength of the movie. So, uh, yeah, not going to be one of the best films of the year, but I like it. And I think you should check it out. Question is for you guys. Have you had a chance to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? If so, what did you think of it? If not, where are your expectation levels? Whatever your guys' thoughts are, jump on down to the comments section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys. With that down... Let's move on to main topic number two. And our second main topic today gets submitted to us by Douglas Veit, who writes, Morning, John. I know you guys are headed out to CinemaCon. That's right. Damn right. We're going to CinemaCon today. Can you tell I'm a little bit excited? Anyway, that you guys are heading out to CinemaCon today. So I wanted to see if you saw that some images are already coming out of Vegas that look really interesting, including the first promo posters for John Wick 4 and Expendable 4. And by the way, there's there's a lot more than just those as well. Uh, what do you think of them? And can we expect more stuff like this coming out of CinemaCon? All right, thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And yeah, one of the cool things... I mean, we talk a lot about, and obviously the best parts about CinemaCon are the footage they show us, the full surprise screenings, like we're watching Top Gun this week, I cannot wait, like the new Top Gun, uh, and a couple of other films as well, you know, the announcements, the new trailer, like all that stuff, that's the best. But even just walking around CinemaCon is really fun, because there's always all these like huge promo posters and things like always stuff that we've never seen before. Right. It's also pretty cool walking around to all the different vendors, looking at all the new seating technology, the new projection technology, the lighting technology, the concession stand innovations that are coming. That's all cool stuff. But just walking around CinemaCon in Caesars Palace and just looking at all the cool promo art is a really, really cool thing. And a couple of really interesting ones have come up. First of all, our very first look, let me get up a bigger image of this. Our very first look at the Expendables stuff. This is right now at CinemaCon. We're going to be going there a little later today. It says, they'll die when they're dead. I, I don't think that's the most clever saying I've ever heard. I don't think that's the most clever saying I've heard. 
but they'll die when they're dead. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but in it, we get a good look. We see a bunch of the name credits in there. Obviously, Jason Statham, uh, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson's in there, Megan Fox, Dolph Lundgren, Tony Jaw, uh, Uaeus, uh, Randy Couture, Captain America, uh, you know, one of our heroes, and obviously Sylvester Stallone, Andy Garcia's in there. So we've got all these names in there. And hey, listen, for a first look at it, I actually think that looks pretty tight. I think it looks good for an Expendables thing. I'm I'm really looking forward to the new Expendables because three, eh, I mean, that one and two were great. I certainly loved uh, Mel Gibson in the third. I, you know what? Forget it. I, I, I'm i a fan of the Expendables movies, okay? I'll just, I'm a fan of the Expendables movies. I understand what they are, and I understand what they are not, and I just have a good time with them uh, for what they are. But it's not just, uh, like you said, it's not just uh, Expendables. There's a lot of the stuff. Like our folks are Joe Blow. I think they're down there already. Uh, like I said, we're heading out there this morning. But we got first looks at John Wick Chapter 4. How's this? This, this looks pretty sweet. I like that. Now, I, I can't even remember. I don't think they've gotten much done on this movie. So I don't know that they're going to be, you know, I think they'll probably show us a little fun uh, sizzle or something just, just for fun. But I think that looks pretty damn good. That looks good right now. Uh, what else do they got down there? Uh, let's see. What do they got? They've got stuff for, and you guys are seeing this as I'm seeing this, Idris Elba Beast. There's a first look at that. Uh, we've got... Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, based on the uh, the famous uh, work. So Rich McAdams, love her. Good Canadian girl. Kathy, uh, Kathy Bates is in it. Academy Award winner Kathy Bates is in that. Uh, we got one for Megan. I'm not really sure. It's from James Wan, so it probably looks like a freaking ghost, freaking doll story again. I don't know much about it, but probably going to freak us the hell out. And, of course, we got some Top Gun Maverick stuff going on there. That's looking pretty. Again, we're watching this movie on Thursday. No, no. Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. One of the two days we're watching Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I'm super stoked about that. So that's going to be great. Uh, there's a bigger look at the uh, the Tom Cruise Top Gun thing. I think this movie is going to be amazing. Like I said, they showed us like 15 minutes or so of it at CinemaCon last year, and it blew our minds. It was seriously fantastic. The 15 minutes of this movie they showed us last year was wonderful. I cannot wait to watch this movie. Super stoked. Um, let's see. We got some Jurassic World action, seeing the both the old and the new casts. I, You know what? We haven't talked a lot about Jurassic World. I think this is going to be great. I, I don't... I, and I can't justify that. I... I just have this feeling that this is going to be awesome. I think I, I just got a gut feeling this is going to be really incredible. Maybe it's just the inner geek in me getting excited to see the old cast with the new cast and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, but I, I've got a feeling this is going to be great. Uh, we got a great look at Lightyear. That looks really good. I, I mean, this movie's looking great to me. I can't wait to see Lightyear. Uh, then we already saw that one. A anyway, there. So, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Remember, guys, every day, sometimes two or three times a day, we're going to be live streaming from CinemaCon, not from the con floor, but from my hotel room. <laughs> we're going to set up a little webcam and some mics. It's going to look crappy, but who cares? Now, we're going to be coming to you, reporting on all the presentations and all the stuff that we're seeing. Please make sure you guys keep a close eye on the channel and follow along with us as we go this week because uh, I'm really excited about it. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about these first looks of these posters and images and all this kind of stuff we're seeing out of, out of CinemaCon? I cannot wait to get my ass down there. I think this is going to be a good time. Whatever you guys are looking forward to most, jump on down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Now, I told you this was a, a more laid back kind of uh, show today just because we're getting ready to leave. But, you know, we still got to hear from our fantastic sponsors who make this show and this office possible. So here's a little word from the great folks over at Stamps.com. Hey, guys, we want to take a second to thank the sponsor of today's video, Stamps.com. Now, if you're a small business owner like me, then you know that the economy isn't doing you any favors and it's harder than ever to stay profitable. Simply use Stamps.com to mail and ship and get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS and UPS. It's an easy way to keep more money in your pocket. And if your business is anything like ours at the John Campy Show, it's not just money you're trying to save, it's also time, the one commodity you can't get back. And Stamps.com helps save 
tons of it. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS and 86% off UPS. So start mailing and shipping with Stamps.com and keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with the promo code CAMPIA, that's C-A-M-P-E-A, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts required. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code CAMPIA. And a special thank you to the good folks at Stamps.com for making this episode of the John Campia Show possible today. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number three. And our third main topic today gets submitted to us by Edward Meyer, who writes, Hey, John. So I get that sometimes stuff in movies doesn't age well, like certain types of jokes or references. But is there a point where we're taking it too far? The original Spider-Man movie just edited out a simple joke where Peter says to Macho Man, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? If they're editing out little stuff like that, what won't they take out? What are your thoughts? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And of course, the Spider-Man movies, we've been celebrating them a lot, especially celebrating the original films lately because Spider-Man No Way Home came out and we had Toby and Andrew come back. And of course, it made us all nostalgic and looking back fondly at the old original Toby Spider-Man movies. By the way, to this day, Spider-Man 2 is still arguably the best. I, I still think the two best Spider-Man movies of all time are the ones Marvel didn't make. I think Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse are the two I don't know which order I put them in necessarily, but I think those are the two best Spider-Man movies ever. But it got kicked off with Spider-Man 1. Now, you guys will remember that in Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire uh, decides he's going to test out his new powers and he's going to get into a wrestling ring with Randy the Macho Man Savage, who went by the name in the movie of Bonesaw. And so he was going in against Bonesaw. And of course, this is where we started to get a little glimpse of, and he says something along the lines of, cute outfit, did your husband give it to you? Well, some viewers on television noticed that in a recent, you know, airing of the original Spider-Man movie, that scene was completely taken out. Uh, that, that clip, that line was completely taken out. This comes from the folks over at Screen Rant that write the following. In Raimi's Spider-Man, there's an early scene when Peter Parker is beginning to test out his powers by earning money in a cage match with a wrestler named Bonesaw, of course, the late great Randy the Macho Man Savage, uh, one half of the mega powers. Anyway, in addition to wearing an early prototype version of his iconic costume, he also begins to show off a bit of the sarcastic, quipping nature that will go on to define the Spider-Man character. Uh, where do I, there it is. Unfortunately, this early stab at comedy results in a homophobic line where he attempts to insult Bonesaw by saying, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? Uh, this line is very typical of the casual homophobia that was common in the media of the early 2000s, but it's certainly one of the Spider-Man's moments that have aged the poorest. All right, that comes us to again from Screen Rant. Okay, so what do I think about them taking that line out? Well... Here's the thing. We got to remember that I got some emails from people this morning that are really panicked about this. It's like they're editing things out of Spider-Man. And, and I want to make something very, very, very clear. They have not edited anything out of Spider-Man the movie. All right. This edit was for broadcast television. And there's something that you need to remember. Broadcast TV edits every movie that goes out onto broadcast, okay? Every movie, whether it's profanity or whether it's nudity or whether it's some edgy stuff, whatever, television has been editing these movies for broadcast since I was born, man. I mean, this has been happening all the time. This is nothing new, okay? It's nothing new, it's nothing strange, it's nothing to be overtly concerned about. Now. Again, putting that down, that do not worry, guys, they did not edit the movie. Like if you have, if you go and buy a copy of the original Spider-Man movie, that line is still in there. They didn't take it out. Uh, this is just for broadcast television. So we've got to look at it in that context, that this was just for a television broadcast in which they edit almost everything. Okay, so understanding that context, 
Is it understandable that they took that one line out? Well, probably. I mean, even Tobey Maguire uh, in an interview a few years ago kind of brought up that line saying he kind of wished that line wasn't in it now. But it brings up an interest. I saw an interesting conversation about this because you know how like Gone with the Wind, right? And some of the older style movies that, you know, they represented a mindset at the time that was wrong now and was wrong then. But, you know, they put a warning at the beginning of some movies now. They just say, hey, this feature film you're about to receive reflects attitudes of a certain era that we were in. And we're not, by still having that in there, we're not saying that we endorse those attitudes. We're just saying, just be aware, this movie's from a different era. And I think we all liked that. I think we all liked that as a, as a nice compromise for some of those older movies. I saw an interesting discussion this morning. Some people were having about, well, maybe for things like this, they should put that same kind of caveat at the beginning saying, hey, listen, there are some this remember this movie came out 20 years ago and there are some attitudes reflected in the movie that are reflective of that era that aren't necessarily today. So just be warned as you're watching the movie and then leave it in. I'm not completely opposed to that idea either. But again, at the end of the day, we're talking about an edit they made for television. So something they do with every movie. So to me, it's actually, even though it's a non-story, it still raises an interesting thing. Like, what do we start to do with movies? Like, we've talked about movies that came out of the 50s and 60s and maybe putting little caveats at the beginning. But at what era should we start? Should we do that with some movies from the 80s, some movies from the 90s where we just leave things in, but we put these little disclaimers? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think there's some interesting discussions to be had there. What do you guys think about that? Whatever your thoughts are, jump down into the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. That's a terrible Randy Macho Man. I'm never going to do Randy Macho Man Savage again. I'm terrible at that. That was awful. I apologize to the viewing world. All right. With that down, let's move on to main topic number four, shall we? And our fourth main topic today gets submitted to us by Moonfallen. And Moonfallen writes, Hey, John, love all the work you do. Thank you so much, Moonfallen. Uh, there has been recent reports that Tom Cruise has joined the MCU for an upcoming project. They've theorized he will be playing Superior Iron Man, a villainous version of Stark from another reality, in Doctor Strange 2. Unlike any other casting news, the news that Tom Cruise is cast makes us assume that he mostly will be playing Tony Stark or his variant. What role do you think he could be playing? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And uh, yeah, look, ever since, you know, the title of Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. Madness! See, I just said I wouldn't do Randy Macho Man Savage anymore. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. It's an un unacceptable behavior on my part. Anyway, um, ever since we found out that the name of Doctor Strange 2 would be Multiverse of Madness, the theories out there have gone completely wild. Like, completely wild. A couple of the predominant ones have been that Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool is going to be in there. You guys remember, I told you months ago, I 100% can tell you for fact that Ryan Reynolds is not in this movie. All right. I don't care who elsewhere says whatever. I can 100% tell you with absolute fact certainty that Ryan Reynolds is not in this movie. I've been told that by a very reliable source. And so take that to the bank. Ryan Reynolds is not in this. Whatever you see anywhere, just you don't have to pay any attention to it. One of the other ones, though, is that Tom Cruise was going to appear in the movie as a variant or another universe's version of Iron Man. Now, this comes from the fact, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you do, most of you do but this whole rumor, rumor takes its basis from the fact that one of the guys they were looking at to play Iron Man before they got Robert Downey Jr. was indeed Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in the running uh, to, play, uh, to play this role. And ultimately, why that didn't work out, who knows? But th that's a pretty well-known Hollywood story now that Tom Cruise was going to play, play Iron Man. I think it would have been a very interesting Iron Man. Um. So there's been this rumor going around that uh, he would appear in it. I, let me just say right now, I have no idea if Tom Cruise is appearing as Iron Man or not in this movie. I have no idea. 
I will tell you why I don't quite believe it, but I still understand it's quite a possibility. Here's why I don't quite believe it. The people in our tiny circles, we forget that our circles are indeed tiny. Those of us who do shows like the John Campia show and watch shows like the John Campia show, we kind of forget, and I include myself in this, that we actually represent a very small percentage of the overall movie going audience, right? We are actually a pretty small percentage. And just because some of us in our circles know that Tom Cruise was going to play Iron Man at one point, the vast, 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 vast majority of the movie going public has never heard that story. And so Tom Cruise would probably pop up in this movie and go, why is Tom Cruise suddenly Iron Man? Right. I, I mean, again, I am not saying he's not in the movie. Let's be very clear about that. I'm not saying he's not in the movie. But we saw a lot of stories going stories going around that Tom Cruise is going to be in it. Well, now there are contrary reports coming out that he is indeed not in the movie. Now there are confirmations, so-called confirmations coming out that he is in fact not in the movie. This comes to us from the folks, oh, that's the one. This comes to us from the folks over at uh, CBR who write the following. Responding to a fan asking how many minutes of screen time Cruz's Iron Man will have in the film, Walsh posted a gif of the United States President Bill Clinton saying zero. This may come as a disappoint as disappointing news for those who were hoping that the character will appear, Superior Iron Man is a version of Tony Stark that embraces his worst impulses and becomes a darker version of himself, a story that is told in writer Tom Taylor's limited Superior Iron Man series. So look, at the end of the day, what are we actually left with here? Well, what we're actually left with is the fact that no truly reliable source has come out to tell us anything one way or the other. Like, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, The Wrap, uh, Entertainment Weekly, uh, even even more of the second tier great sites like Joe Blow or Coming Soon or, or whatever. None of the more reliable sites have ever posted any definitive report that says Tom Cruise is or that Tom Cruise is not in this movie. So where does that leave me? Well, me as an individual fan, it leaves me in a place where I'm like, okay, I don't think Tom Cruise is going to be in it. All right. I'll just throw that out there. But I'm very careful of how I word that. I don't think he's going to be in it. Like, if, listen, if I'm sitting in the movie theater and all of a sudden the Illuminati's up there and the camera pans around and there's Tom Cruise as an Iron Man figure sitting in one of the chairs, I'm not going to die of shock. Like, I, like, I won't die of shock. But maybe I'll be, but I'd be a bit surprised. So at this point, I'm going to say, I don't think he's going to be in there, but uh, one never knows. Question is for you guys. What do you think about all these conflicting reports about Tom Cruise as superior Iron Man? Do you think Tom Cruise is going to pop up in this movie? If so, why? Do you think he won't? If so, why not? Whatever your guys' thoughts are, jump down into the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Guys, we want to take just a minute and thank the sponsor of this video, Masterclass. Masterclass is offering classes on a wide variety of topics, like all taught by world-class masters at the absolute tops of their field. Each class is broken down into individual video lessons, usually like around 10 minutes or so long, and members can explore at their own pace. And each class is supported by downloadable materials, lessons, recipes, or more that you can all find at masterclass.com. For example, are you into streaming? Well, you can take the Building Your Streaming class taught by ninjas so you can sharpen up on your streaming skills. Or if you're interested in independent filmmaking, take independent filmmaking from Academy Award winner Spike Lee. You want to get classes on how to direct? How about from Ron Howard? The very first one I personally looked up and got into was Business Leadership by the great Big Papa Iger, Bob Iger himself. And I was absolutely enthralled with it. I love every single minute of this stuff. If any of those apply to you, you need to try Masterclass. So I highly recommend that you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass. And as a John Campy Show viewer, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash Campia. Once again, to get 15% off your annual membership, go to masterclass.com slash Campia. And a big special thank you to the folks at Masterclass for sponsoring today's episode of the John Cabia Show. Guys, dead serious, me, Rob, like we all use Masterclass. It's 
It's seriously awesome. You guys got to check it out and make sure you use that Campia promo code. Okay, with that down, let's move on to our fifth and final main topic today here, shall we? And our fifth and final main topic gets sent to us by Raman. And Raman writes, First time writing in. Well, thank you for writing in, man. With HBO Max and Warner Discovery merger, there's a report that says Batgirl is being considered to get a theatrical release. In my opinion, this movie should be on the big screen. Do you think it will be well received as the Batman at the box office? What do you think? Or, uh, what do you think to which? Let me see if I get this wording right. What do you think to which the general audience would prefer? Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. Appreciate that. Okay. You guys will remember that maybe a month or two ago, I told you that I had started hearing things that Batgirl was actually going to go theatrical, right? We had mentioned that on the John Campus show. We talked about it. And it only made sense because remember, Blue Beetle and Batgirl were two DC properties that were being developed for straight to HBO Max release. And then we found out that Blue Beetle was actually, they changed their mind. They actually decided that Blue Beetle is going to go theatrical. Yay, said all of us true movie fans. Yay. But then that raised the question about Batgirl. Here's the other interesting thing about Batgirl, okay? So we know that Michael Keaton is in Batgirl as Batman, right? But he was supposed to appear as Batman first in the Flash movie. And the Flash movie was scheduled to come out before Batgirl, all right? Well, then they moved the Flash forward but they didn't move batgirl and so a lot of us we've been wondering on the show a lot well are they eventually going to move batgirl to come out after the flash maybe yes maybe no but one of the things we are hearing more now is now other outlets are now reporting that they believe that batgirl is indeed going to be coming out uh in theaters instead of hbo max this comes from the folks at movie Red web who write the following okay as the corporate structure of Warner Brothers Studios changes, the new hierarchy in the management is making some changes to its most crucial film unit, DC Films. And that includes the projects lined up for the ongoing DC Extended Universe, an attempt from DC to create a Marvel-like live-action cinematic universe of interconnected stories featured both in films and television series. In context to the recent merger, Warner Brothers executive Toby Emmerich is considering Batgirl for a theatrical release after the new CEO, David Zaslav's takeover of the studio, uh, Puck reports. Batgirl was earlier supposed to be an HBO Max original film, but in the DCEU, along with another entry within the franchise, Blue Beetle. Okay, so here's the thing. We had heard a while ago, and we talked about this on the show a while ago, that Toby Emmerich actually wanted to move uh, Batgirl to theatrical. But at the time, Jason Kalar was still the head boss of Warner Media. And Jason Kalar is the same guy who made the decision to take all of Warner Brothers 2021 films and put them on HBO Max the same day they went into theater, which totally blew up in their face, cost them hundreds of millions of dollars, and was a complete and utter disaster. It pissed off all their financial partners. It pissed off their directors, their actors, their creative partners. It was a complete, utter mess and a disaster. And so while still under Jason Klar, it seemed unlikely that Toby Emmerich was going to be able to get the go-ahead to take Batgirl from an HBO Max release and move it to theatrical. But now, according to reports, now that David Zaslav, the new boss, the new head honcho of all things Warner Media, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, everything is in town. It sounds like they're looking at making that move. And I, for one, think this would be fantastic. Now, as far as saying this is a movie that should be in theaters, I can't say that because I haven't seen the movie. Right. Like I have I have no idea if this is truly a theatrical kind of movie. I have no idea if this is a movie that should be in theaters, should not be in theaters. I, I have no idea. But I do love the idea of a movie being in theaters. That's that is the way to experience a film. That is the way movies are meant to be experienced. That's where you're going to get your best bang for your buck. And not to mention when you what's been proven lately is when you release a movie in theaters first. When you do put them on streaming, they have more success on streaming. <gasps> Imagine that. They used to think, oh, well, they'll be so successful if we just put them on streaming. Turns out, movies that go to theaters first 
and then go to streaming have more success on streaming than if they just directly put them on streaming. And I think David Zaslav and Tommy Emmerich were figuring that out. So look, we cannot definitively say that Batgirl is going to go to theaters yet, right? These, I just heard some things that I told you guys about a month ago. Now we're seeing some more reports about it, but we're not hearing anything 100% definitive. So let's remember this. We cannot 100% for 100% say that Batgirl is indeed coming to theaters. We don't know that for sure. But I think all of the tea leaves are kind of lining up that way and kind of pointing in that direction. And I think that would be the best move. It would be, be the best move for this movie because it gets a chance to actually make some money because it's not going to make any money on HBO. So it'll actually give the money a movie a chance to make some money. And then with the notoriety of it being in theaters and all that kind of stuff, it'll build some momentum. And then when they put it on HBO Max, it'll be good for HBO Max because now it'll be more popular. The Batman just dropped on HBO and it did way better than it would have if it just went direct to HBO. And I think Batgirl could have the same experience, maybe, if that's what they do. Again, we don't know for sure, but I think that's what they're going to end up doing. We'll have to see. Question is for you guys. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you believe that Batgirl will go theatrical? I think it will. Do you think that's a good idea, a bad idea? Maybe something else will come up. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. By the way, guys, I'm going to let you know I just turned on the Super Chats. I'm only going to leave them open for like a minute because we got to keep today's show a little bit shorter than normal because we got to pack up and get ready to go to CinemaCon, obviously. But we'll take the next 15 or 20 minutes and take live questions for you guys. So let's get things started here. We've got one from... Aiden Foley, who writes, uh, just sending some support. Thank you, Aiden. Appreciate that very much, man. Thank you very much for sending in the support. All right. Uh, Jay Bling sends one in, but it hasn't popped up here yet. How thoughtful of you to give Rob his own office in the new studio uh, just so he can rewatch Basic Instinct ad nauseum. Uh, will he put his Catherine Trammell hot toy next to his tissue box? Yeah, so for those of you who saw the video, you saw that Ray was like, uh, how come the only thing Rob has put into his... Uh, uh, office so far is a tissue box. We're very concerned about that. Yeah, listen, well, look, one of the main reasons Rob needed to have his own office was because he's going to be recording some um, uh, mailbags, right? Because you guys saw, if you guys follow the channel, you know I put up a mailbag the other day that we actually recorded here in my studio, right? And by the way, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insider info here. Here's How's this for you? Mailbag is going to become a daily show. Mailbag is going to become a daily show. Um, and that's going to probably start next week. So we're going to start doing mailbag every day later in the afternoons and the evenings. But in order to do that, that means I've got to do them sometimes and Rob's got to do them sometimes. And so Rob needed his own office to be able to broadcast from or at least to be able to record in. And then I needed you know my office for me to record in. So, yes, that's why Rob's got his own office. OK, uh, next up, we've got uh, Bobby Jackson who writes. John, you're living proof that you should always shoot your shot. You made um, an offer on a studio space lower than asking price and got it. Yes, I absolutely did put in the offer at lower than asking price, kind of significantly lower. But I also I kind of knew that this space had been empty for a little while. And I knew that, you know, a lot of companies now have their employees work remotely from home. So I knew I had a little bit of leverage. And so I put in an offer and they accepted. And here we are in the new studio space. I can't wait to start actually doing the John Campion show from here. Anyway, Bobby, thanks for the comment, man. I appreciate that. All right. Next up. Uh, Justin Lee writes, John, I've been watching you for a decade now. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. And hope this new studio marks the beginning of the next 10 years. You know what, dude? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I stood in the office the other day as we were bringing stuff in and I had a little bit of an emotional moment uh, realizing, remembering back when I was standing in like studios that was provided to us by AMC and later by, by Complex. And I remember thinking back then, man, I'd never be able to do this on my own. Like unless we have a corporate overlord paying for this, I'd never be able to do this on my own. Well, thanks to you guys sticking with us, making this an active community, attracting the sponsors that you guys have helped us attract and all that kind of stuff. I was able to stand in the studio there the other day and go, yeah, this is mine. We did this. I didn't need I didn't need a corporation paying for it. I didn't need a corporate overlord. We didn't need bosses. I didn't need somebody else to do it for me. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It was a little emotional. There's a little bit of an emotional moment there. All right. Thanks for that, Justin. Uh, Andy writes, 
Um, what is AMC theaters, if not heartbreak persevering Nicole Kidman, Nicole's vision? I, man, I got to tell you what, again, Ann and I went in to watch the unbearable weight of uh, massive talent last night. And we were kind of hoping because the final trailer played and then the screen was dark for about five seconds. We're like, Oh, do we get to skip the Nicole Kidman ad? Oh no. And then they played that damn Nicole Kidman ad again. Uh, Nicholas writes, have fun this week in Vegas. Oh, we will. I'll be looking forward to your content. Thank you, man. Please join us every day. Seriously. The, the, our content from CinemaCon is some of my favorite stuff we do every year. So please do join us for that, man. It'll be good to have you just tune in and watch with us. All right. Sam Fisher writes, did you see the other week? Stephen Colbert, uh, tweeted, I'm three episodes into Moon Knight and he has yet to moon a single person. <laughs> no, but that sounds like something Stephen Colbert will say. Thanks. That's funny. Thanks for letting me know about that, Sam. All right. Big D Studios Entertainment writes, I'm excited for you all for Vegas and CinemaCon. I wish you all safe travels. Thank you very much. Can't wait for Top Gun review. I'm saving up for a Vegas trip myself to visit Zach Brannigan's Haunted Museum for the first time. Listen, you guys know, I, Ann and I go to Vegas a lot. I mean, pre-pandemic, but now that the pandemic's, pandemic's done, I love Vegas. I really do. I mean, obviously, I'm a poker player, so I, I love playing poker there. But there's something inherently, and this is going to sound weird, there's something inherently very relaxing about Vegas for me. Like, I go there, and it's the only time I ever don't think about work. Now, obviously, this is a work weekend, so this is different. But, yeah, Anna and I love going. We love the restaurants. We love the food. We love walking around. We love the attractions. I mean, it's just a really good time. If you get a chance to just go hang out in Vegas for a couple of days, I, I highly recommend it if you ever get the chance. All right, next up. Thanks for that, Big D. Jay Master writes in, Hey, John, Lucasfilm has revealed and has revealed and or season two and season three will be filmed back to back. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and guess that you meant to say Andor, like Cassian Andor. If that's so, I haven't heard about that. If it is true, that's them showing a lot of faith in this show that hasn't even come out yet. So if that's true, that'll be exciting. I'll have to look into that news. And we'll talk about it later today, maybe tonight when we're in Vegas, uh, once I have a chance to see that. So thank you for putting that on my radar, Jay. D.A. Hampton writes, a new show name, Showbiz in Focus. Can I say something? I hate the name Showbiz. It, it sounds like a very 80s and 90s word showbiz today or something like that you know what i'm saying but hey listen da it's better than any name i've come up with so far so there you go all right milton vargas writes final doctor strange trailer at CinemaCon. i believe we will get like listen i said there was definitely going to be a final spider-man no way home trailer and i was wrong i do think we're going to get a new doctor strange trailer dropping at CinemaCon. Mm. at the very least they're going to show us some doctor strange footage like, I've been told that the Disney presentation is going to be quite something. They didn't give me any details. I was just talking to somebody at Disney and they said, oh, yeah, the Disney presentation is going to be quite something. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? I'm very excited. So, yeah, I think we're going to get some footage. All right. Orange Hand writes, do you think the third personality will get a suit? Yes. Yes, I do. I think the third personality will get another unique looking suit. And they didn't send that in the promos because they didn't want to spoil anything. Uh, Diego, we're obviously talking about Moon Knight. Diego Hugueras writes, Shazam 2 expected to be showcased at CinemaCon 2022? Uh, I believe so, yes. It, actually, let me double check something here. Um, Shazam 2 release date. Let me see here. Yeah, December 2022. So, can, so like, CinemaCon, they highlight things that are going to be coming out in the following year, this coming year. So any movie that's coming out after the next CinemaCon, they're probably not going to be featuring. Any movie coming out before the next CinemaCon, they're going to be featuring. I believe the Warner Brothers presentation is tomorrow. I'm so excited. I believe the Warner Brothers presentation is tomorrow. But yeah, I expect that we're going to see some Shazam action in there. I think we will. All right. Uh, Pretty Nikki. Writes, just sending support. Have a safe trip. Thank you, pretty Nikki. I appreciate that very much. And I do hope we drive safe. Uh, I, I mean, I'm hoping the traffic's going to be good. I don't think the traffic driving to Vegas in the middle of a Monday will be bad. Try to drive to Vegas on a Friday is a nightmare, but hopefully on a Monday will be okay. Thanks for that, pretty Nikki. My Comic Planet writes, uh, AMC will be upgrading their movie screens, announcing a deal with Cineonic uh, to roll out new laser projectors to 3,500 theaters. Rob and I were talking about this the other day. They call it an initiative to enhance the on-screen presentation. Big deal? Absolutely. Listen, AMC got ass lucky 
when that meme stock happened and saved the company. And I will say this, I want to give credit where credit is due. What they've been doing with that windfall of money is actually pretty good stuff. They've been buying up new theaters, and I think that's a good move. And they're actually putting some money in to upgrade the theaters they have. Now, look, their AMC Prime theaters with the dual laser projections with Dolby and all that kind of stuff, they're the best theaters out there. Like, they're my favorite theaters. For them to now upgrade to more laser-projected theaters, I think that's a fantastic idea, and I, I think that's good they're going to do that. I don't, I still don't know a ton of details about it. I'm sure they're going to talk about it more at CinemaCon this week, though. Thanks for putting that in, my comic planet. All right, Blue Jay writes, Hey, John, have a good time in Vegas and CinemaCon. Thank you, Blue Jay. We plan on it, and hopefully we'll have a little bit of fun, too. All right, Peter Cunnington writes, did you hear that Doctor Strange 2 will not play in some countries like Egypt because of some gay content? Yeah, yeah, that came out the other day because America Chavez is a gay character. She's she's uh, she's a lesbian character, has been right from the moment that she was created in the comic books. Uh, and there are, look, water wet. There are some countries out there that ain't down with that. Uh, that are very archaic and whatever, and the movie's not going to be able to play there. It's It's unfortunate, but that is part of the world, so it's no big surprise. Again, Water wet. Thanks for sharing that, man. All right, next up. NC writes, uh, Moon Knight can't be all in his head because he's not the only point of view character. We have Layla too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the things that me and Rob have debated about. It's like, look, too much of the story so far has taken place away from Stephen and Mark from different characters' points of view. So after the last one where he wakes up in, that is obviously not a real hospital he's in. I am more convinced than ever that everything we've seen in the show so far is real. Everything we've seen in the show so far is real. Now, if he had woken up in what looked like a real psychiatric hospital, maybe that would make me doubt it. But the ending of the last episode actually made me convinced that everything we've seen in the show so far is real. We'll find out when we watch Moon Knight episode five from CinemaCon in Las Vegas tomorrow night. Maybe we'll live stream us watching it. I, I'm not promising that, but maybe we will. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about that. All right. Uh, Mark Spector writes, John, what is the difference between Prime at AMC and Dolby at AMC? Love from Italy. Well, hey, viva Forza Italia. Um, so a lot of people ask this question. So there are Prime theaters, right? The Prime theaters at AMC, they have the... Uh, they have a really beautiful screen. They have these luxury motorized leather recliners with these subwoofers built into them and all that kind of stuff. And it's great. Now, the Dolby Cinema at AMC Prime also has the Dolby dual laser projection system. Whereas the regular AMC Prime theaters has an advanced projection system, but it's not the Dolby one. So when you walk into the theater, they feel very much the same, but the Dolby one is a little bit more premium. All right, uh, next up, my comic planet writes, uh, John, I know you don't get involved in the TMZ bullshit, but what are your thoughts so far on the Johnny Depp trial? Uh, it's amazing that the support he has and the lack of support for Amber, just an observation. Here's the thing. You got to remember a couple things about the Johnny Depp thing. Number one, it is the loud vocal online minor tiny percentage of the people minority that are supporting Johnny Depp right now, but they're the loud ones, right? You also have to understand that there has already been a trial and I'm just stating a fact here. I'm not giving an opinion. I'm not giving a point of view. I'm just stating a fact here. Johnny Depp was already found to be a wife beater in a court of law at the trial in a, in a trial in a lawsuit that he filed in the UK. The court ruled that it is substantively true that he is a wife beater. There it is. Now, in the American in the American trial, for him to win this lawsuit, he has to prove, he has to prove that the allegations that he physically abused Amber Heard were false. He has to prove that those allegations are false. Well, in another trial, a court already determined they were true. So I don't know how he's going to prove they're not. Also, here's the other thing you got to keep in mind about the Johnny Depp trial is that so far, only Johnny Depp's side has been presenting, right? Amber Heard's side has not begun presenting their case yet. So, I mean, again, who's going to win this trial? I don't know. It's going to be very, very difficult for Johnny Depp to win this trial because the, the onus of proof is on him in the American 
court system. Um, and he's already been found that he is, a court has already ruled that he is an abuser. So I don't know how he's going to win a court case where he has to prove that he didn't physically abuse Amber Heard. I don't know how he wins that. But again, I'm not the judge. I'm not there. I just know this. The bottom line for me is this. This is something that neither Johnny Depp nor Amber Heard should have ever let go to court because they're just going to both end up broke. And this is a bad. See, here's the thing. I always used to say this. The only one thing happens when you get into a shit slinging contest. Everybody ends up smelling like shit. Like when you get into a shit throwing contest, the only guaranteed outcome is everybody smells like shit. And that's what's going to happen here. Johnny Depp's not getting his career back. Amber Heard could lose her career depending on how the rest of this damn thing goes. But at the end of the day, I I just don't see how Johnny Depp wins this trial. Now, Amber Heard has also filed a counter suit. She's countersuing him. And I'm not convinced that she's going to win that either. Like, I'm not convinced she's going to win that countersuit. But I don't really see how Johnny Depp wins this trial considering he has to prove that the accusations made against him were false when in another trial already he failed to do that. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We're going to have to wait and see. All I know is this, is that I am intelligent enough to know that I don't know all the facts. Way too many people online, like people who research COVID on Googles, there are way too many people out there who believe they know. They don't. And I'm smart enough to know that I'm dumb enough. You know what I mean? I am smart enough to know that I don't know. So I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to let the court case happen, just like I did with the UK case. And I'm just going to see what the what the court says and what they rule. They did it in the UK. Obviously, there's a lot of Johnny Depp supporters that didn't like what came out of the UK. So they made up all these wild conspiracy theories. And I'm sure that if Johnny Depp loses in the U.S., they'll come up with more wild conspiracy theories. I'm sure if Amber Heard loses, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of Amber Heard supporters that come up with a bunch of wild conspiracy theories. But the bottom line is this. Just let the court case happen. Let's see what the court rules. Because everybody thinks they know and they don't. I don't. I I have some theories and some opinions, but they're just theories and opinions until we actually see what happens. Just everybody should keep in mind, though, for people who think they know everything because they're watching it online and they're watching the trial. It's only been Johnny Depp's side presenting a a case so far. So, um, and Amber Heard's side hasn't even begun presenting their case yet. And that's where it could get really ugly. So, yeah, we'll see. But again, it's going to be very, very difficult for Johnny Depp because in America, when you're suing somebody for libel and stuff like that, you have to prove that the other side is lying, that the other side is making up. In this case, Amber Heard made claims that Johnny Depp physically abused her. So he sued her in the UK and the UK court said, no, no, we've looked at the evidence and you did abuse her. You are a wife beater. So he lost that case. Then he tried to appeal it in the UK and the UK appellate judges looked at it and said, no, You don't get to appeal this because it's pretty straightforward. Two other judges in the UK looked at it and said, no, we deny you the ability to appeal because there's no basis for appealing. You, all the facts speak for themselves. You don't get to appeal. So he lost the court case. Then he lost the bid to get an appeal. And so now he's in a new court and he's got to hope he gets a different result, like a vastly different result. And so I'm going to, it's going to be very interesting I don't have a dog in this race. Like, I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp as an actor. I I think he's a tremendous talent. I really liked him as Grindelwald in uh, Fantastic Beasts. I know a lot of other people didn't. I did. Um, So I don't have a dog in this hunt. I don't care. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is it's going to be very difficult for Johnny Depp to win. Doesn't mean he can't. And I don't care if he wins or loses because I don't know Johnny Depp. If he wins, eh, good for him. If he loses, well, That's three losses, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. All right. By the way, I think this is going to be the last time I ever answer any freaking Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial questions. I think I just laid it out pretty clearly. Uh, We'll we'll probably address it once the court uh, case finishes and they render a judgment. But um, I think any more questions that come in regarding Johnny Depp, I'm just going to skip over. It's like, say, look, this... 
this is we're not talking about movies now so we'll just kind of move on from things all right next up and by the way this let me say this one other thing i know in these small online communities that we all live in it is very unpopular i know it's very unpopular to be the one in the room to say Hey guys, Johnny Depp lost a court case already. A court already ruled he's a wife beater. I know the popular thing in our communities and our circles is to say, justice for Johnny, even though you were never fucking there and you don't know a damn thing. Neither do I, as a matter of fact. So I know it's very unpopular to sit here and say, to point out the facts. He lost his case. He lost the ability to appeal because because two other judges said, no, man, it's pretty straightforward. You be, you abused her. No appeal for you. And now he's in a legal system where he's got to prove that he didn't abuse her when another quarter said he did. And I know that's the unpopular thing to say, but my job is not to say the popular thing. My job is not to say what some people want to hear. My job is to tell you what I see and and how I perceive it and what I think will or will not happen, regardless of whether it's the popular thing to say or not. So, I mean, and we'll see. Like I said, I am smart enough to know that I don't know. I'm smart enough to know that I don't know. And, and let's just see how the trial works out, especially after uh, Amber Heard gets her chance to make her case. Anyway. All right. Next up. Uh, Nick writes, CinemaCon and NFL draft in Vegas this week. Busy. I've heard, gotten emails from a lot of people who said they're going down to um, that they're going down to Vegas for for the NFL draft. So I've heard from a lot of you guys. So yeah. By the way, there's some moron in the live chat. Hold on a second. Let me let me find this. There's some moron in the live chat. I want to find out. I'm gonna get. Oh yeah, some moron named Kenny who said backtracking previously doesn't look good for Johnny. I'm not backtracking that, you idiot. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's going to be very difficult for him to win. I, I mean, how many times can, how how more clearly can I say that? I mean, I don't know if he's going to win or not, and I don't care if he wins or not. I got no dog in this hunt. I'm just laid out for you that it it's going to be very, very difficult for him to win. It doesn't look good for him right now. It, it really doesn't. So again, it's it, Ken is the type of moron online who is like, here's what they want to hear and then repeats back. And then people, people wonder, hey, John, how come you repeat things sometimes? Because idiots like this guy who doesn't actually listen to what I'm saying and then tries to twist everything. Anyway, uh, let's keep going on here. Next up. Uh, Tony Patrick writes, did you hear about the Northman's box office? Yeah, it pretty much came in. Uh, right around where we said it would, like we we knew, we like we said for months, like this is my most anticipated movie after the Batman, but it's probably not going to do great at the box office. And sure enough, it, it didn't do great at the box office, but we really weren't anticipating. It doesn't look like a movie that's going to appeal to a lot of people. But anyway, um, uh, out of time, 1985 writes, did you see the cocktail and dream sign in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? It's on the goat boat. I did not, but understanding that, New Asgard looks like it's become a tourist attraction. I, I, Even though I didn't notice what you're pointing out, it wouldn't surprise me at all that that's there. So I'm going to have to go back and take a look at that out of time. All right. Bobby Jackson writes, with Blue Beetle and now possibly Batgirl going theatrical, I'm hopeful Static Shock will follow suit as well. I mean, it's funny. Rob and I were talking about that off air the other day. It's like because there are a couple of other projects that DC has on the go that is intended for HBO Max and Static Shock, maybe. I mean, I think, I mean, I haven't heard anything about that going theatrical, but if those other two go theatrical, it's definitely a possibility. All right. Sin Vendetta writes, uh, John, thank you for putting all the John Campia shows on a YouTube playlist. It allowed me to go back and watch every, uh, the very first episode today. I had no idea that I've been watching since the beginning. Well, thank you so much. I can't even remember what the first episode was. I have no idea what that was. Um, shit. God, I can't even remember what it was, but I'm glad you remember. And by the way, Sin Vendetta sent like a $20 super chat to be supportive. Thank you so much for that, man. I appreciate that very much. Um, yeah, I, it, do me a favor, email me at john at thejohncampishow.com and let me know what topics I covered in that first one. I'd be very curious to know at this point. Thank you, Sin Vendetta. I appreciate that, man. Uh, next up, Jordan Ellis writes, if Morbius got released in theaters, there is no reason Batgirl shouldn't. I mean, how bad could it be compared to that? Hopefully it gets released. Well, listen, there's 
it's not about whether or not the movie ends up good or not. It's about whether or not they believe the movie can make any money. Is Batgirl good enough? Yes. But does it have an appeal enough that they believe people will come to the movie theaters to watch it? Because remember, once you decide to put it in theaters, that's also a new expense. Then you've got to mount a marketing campaign. That is also in the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it's not just about do you think you've got a movie that's good. You've got to have a movie that you believe people will come out to see. A Morbius the Living Vampire movie was obviously one that got a lot of people interested. Will Batgirl be one that gets people interested? That's going to be the question. I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no, but I'm saying that's what they kind of got uh, got of uh, kind of look at, Jordan. All right, Frankie Gouge writes, have you checked out Josh Brolin's Outer Range on Prime? It's out there. No, but Rob and I were just talking about this on the show last week. I've heard, I've had a lot of people write to me and tell me that I should check it out. Obviously, I've been very busy this week, but I am going to check it out. I've heard nothing but good things about it, Frankie. So thank you for adding your name to the recommendation list out there. I will get around to checking this out probably sometime after I get back from Vegas and CinemaCon. All right, Andy writes, if AMC theaters had an annual subscription to Stubbs A-list that was cheaper than a year's worth of monthly Stubbs, I would absolutely get it ASAP. Well, here's the thing, Andy, and you guys know I trash on AMC a lot lately, but again, let's be fair. The price for AMC A-list is ridiculously reasonable. Like 20 bucks a month, you see two movies in a month, it's already paying for itself. Like after just two movies a month, it pays for itself. So, I mean, I I don't know that AMC should offer a way to make it even cheaper than it already is. You know what I mean? Uh, by the way, Chris just joined, became a, a channel member, became a director level in the channel member. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that very much, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, see, when you really sit down and look and you break down the math of it, the, the value you get for AMC A-list at the price it's at is ridiculous, especially if you're somebody like me that goes to movies like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times a month, right? Um, and I'm not talking about press screenings, right? I'm just talking about going to the movie theater, like me and Ann. Like, it's a ridiculously good value. So even if you go like three movies a month, you are well getting your, your worth and value. And again, like I said, I know I trash on AMC a lot, but I like to give credit where credit's due. And I think their AMC A-list program is actually really, really good and a really good value. All right. Thanks for writing that in, Andy. Next up, uh, Chef Rigo writes, uh, got you guys a little gift when you come uh, when you come through because Chef Rigo is a chef at a local restaurant here that we are dying to get back to. Uh, you'll be eating in style. Have fun in Vegas. Well, thank you so much for that, Chef Rigo. And we will make it a priority the week we get back that we're going to come out and uh, eat at the restaurant there. Thanks for that, man. All right, Pugs writes, is there an Adam Aaron masterclass? So for those of you who don't know, Adam Aaron is the CEO of AMC Theaters and is 99% of the reason about why I trash on AMC is, is their CEO and the decisions, the stupid decisions he makes. As far as I know, no, there is no Adam Aaron masterclass, but God, I would be interested in seeing the stupidity that comes out of that. All right, Comic Nizer writes, any plans for your garage now that you got a studio? Ann and I have been talking about it. We have um, two options. One, we thought about making it into a full theater room, like getting a 150-inch uh, digital throw projector and all that kind of stuff. But we thought, you know what? Our living room is like 10 steps away from that. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, we thought about putting a pool table in there and some ar arcade games, maybe a ping pong table. I actually, little secret, I actually used to play competitive ping pong. <laughs> I know that's the weirdest thing out of nowhere. I used to play some competitive. I love ping pong. So uh, maybe put a ping pong table in there. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, let's see here. Russell Amador writes, um, John, Toy Merchandise says about Hasbro, Marvel Mighty Thor, let me read this again. John, Toy Merchandise says about Hasbro, Marvel Mighty Thor, Mjolnir says to adopt cancer storyline. Uh, Russell, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I do not know. I don't know what it is. John, Toy Merchandise says about Hasbro, Marvel Mighty Thor, Mjolnir says to adopt 
I'm sorry, dude. I, you, you took the time to write in. I'm not quite sure what it is you're asking. Sorry about that, man. Um, Joey, uh, Joe Fasho just sends in a $20 super chat to be supportive. Thank you, Joe. Uh, King Mike also sends in a $20 super chat just to be supportive. Joe King, thank you so much, man, for supporting us. You didn't even send in a question, just super chats. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Fredo, uh, Fredo Valkos also sends in super chat. Uh, Olurot Timmy 8. I hope I said that right. Sends in a $5 super chat. Dragon Star sends in a super chat. Robo Producer sends in a super chat. Guys, thank you so much for that. It's really generous of you. And guys, that'll do it for today's installment of the John Campy Show, this very uh, turncated, shorter version of the show today. Like I said, we, uh, we're we not in the new studio. We're heading out to Vegas right now to go to CinemaCon. Make sure you tune in. Keep your eyes on the channel tonight, guys, because we've got our coverage of the Sony presentation tonight. We're going to take some pictures and some video of all the stuff we're going to see at CinemaCon. Follow us all week. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, make sure you guys join us along as well. Uh, guys, I wanted to mention this too, that I mentioned that we put up the studio tour a couple of days early for our channel members, and we called out Chris, who became a channel member. Channel memberships are now available. Uh, so go ahead and sign up and be one of our channel members. And a big thank you to all you guys who are already channel members as well. A uh, special thank you to all you guys who sent in Super Chats today. Thanks a lot for that, guys. So guys, um, yeah, off to Vegas. That'll do it for me, guys. Thanks so much for being here. My name's John Campia. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye. Bye-bye! No, that was Randy Savage. I, shouldn't, I, I apologize. That was completely un unacceptable. Sorry about that, guys.